This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Rex Factor. This week, Dark! With your hosts, Graham Duke and Ali Hood. Hello! Hello! And welcome to Rex Factor, reviewing all the kings and queens of Scots, from Kenneth McAlpin to James VI. Um, now, Ali's not going to be happy because uh, for the second week in a row we have a name which uh, did cause you a bit I of a double take. Every time uh, I have to do that introduction, it sounded like Darth. Now, <laughs> it definitely isn't Darth, is it? Not Darth Vader. No, it's it's Dubber. <laughs> well, yes, it's spelt, uh, well, variant spellings, but D-U-B-H. Dubber. It's pronounced Duff. As in... Duff beer. Exactly, right. as in Duff beer. Mm. Um, so, this is King Duff. Brilliant. Um, now, a little bit of context before we get on to Duff, mm-hmm. uh, the backgroundy stuff. As we said before, when we started this series, we didn't have actually a kingdom called Scotland. We had lots of different smaller kingdoms. Yep. But then in the 840s, Kenneth McAlpin came along. He was a Scot, which is from the Scottish kingdom on the west coast of Scotland. He takes over the Scots. He takes over the Picts, who are kind mm-hmm. of in the middle, and he sets up this new Alpine dynasty from which everything else will one day flow. Yes, but there's still a bit of backwards and forwards. There's no defined Scotland yet. Still bits of backwards and forwards. We still have separate kingdoms within what we would call modern-day Scotland. Mm. Um, and we also have Vikings who appear. Yeah. And they come along the 860s, the 870s, cause serious instability. We had Constantine I killed by Vikings. Mm. His brother Ieth then gets overthrown by a chap called Girik, and Girik overthrown by Donald II, and Donald killed by Vikings. It's all a little bit chaotic. But if they're going to die in battle, the chances are it's against Vikings at this time. Yeah, or each other. One mm. of the two. Mm. Um, but then Constantine II comes along, a 900, and sorts everything out. He defeats the Vikings, yeah. before then allying with them against the new new man on the scene, Athelstan mm. of the Saxons. Um, defeated by Athelstan at the Battle of Brunenburg, but they do kind of keep him largely out of Scotland. Yes. Everything then got a little bit better, though, with Malcolm I, who makes an alliance with uh, Athelstan's uh, successor, Edmund I. Malcolm! Um, he gets the rival, uh, sort of, what is part of Scotland now, but it was still a separate kingdom at the time, Strathclyde, mm-hmm. or Cumbria. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is sort of southwest Scotland as we see it today, um, in exchange for allying with the Saxons against the Vikings, and particularly Arid Bloodaxe. So we're crushing them in the middle. Exactly. And then in our last reign, Indulf, whilst the Saxons are all a little bit divided and not quite sure what they're up to, he gets control of Edinburgh, mm-hmm. which is great, mm-hmm. defeats the Vikings, which is great. But killed. But got killed at the same time, which is less great. And really, what he didn't tell me last week was that he named his son Duff, which given how we were really struggling to give him any points, mm. we'd at least end him a little, little bit of respect. Well, um, you say that, of course, in this period, the succession in Scotland was not primogeniture, so it didn't go from father to son, rather it went brother to brother, and then brother's children, other brother's Mm. children, 
which worked okay at the start when you got Kenneth McAlpin's sons, Constantine I and Ieth. Mm-hmm. But as it goes down the line, it starts to get a bit more distant. We get different strands who aren't mm. really that closely related to each other anymore. Mm. And that is really the big issue of Duff's reign. So Duff is not the son of Indolf, so, even though they've got a similarish kind of name. <laughs> uh, K-Max, big plan on how to set your country on past the Civil War. <laughs> exactly. Ultimately, it does. Um, we don't know when Duff was born. Mm. Realistically, he must have been at least 18 to be king, so that would be at least 944, or no later than 944, because mm. he comes to the throne in 962. So, the family tree that we just alluded to. Yes. Let's have a little look at this. So, are we on team with that? So, we've got the two sons of Kenneth, blue. Constantine I, which we're calling the blue team, mm. and Ieth, we're calling the red team. Last time we had Indolf, who was the reds, Red. yeah. but now we've moved back to the blues. Okay. So Duff is the son of Malcolm the First. Yes. Right. And um, Malk we liked. We liked him, but he didn't quite didn't get quite the get it. Factor. Unlike <coughs> Team Red, Constantine the Second. Indeed. So he's indeed. got a lot to claw back here. He does indeed. Now you'll also see that I've got um, in sort of broken uh, lines mm. on the red team, Cullen. Now, this picture will be posted for you on the WordPress page and links to the WordPress page on Facebook. Exactly. Um, so we've also got Cullen on the red team. Now, I've got him on here because this is the period in which the dynastic issue becomes a real and present issue for the king. So Cullen challenges Duff. I mean, you're saying Cullen, and I actually had to put my glasses on him. <laughs> Quillian. Right. Yeah, OK, good, I thought. Yeah, going mad. To be fair to Kenneth McAlpin mm. and this system... Other than Girick, up to this point, we haven't had any usurpation. Yeah. None well, of them have been fighting each other. Milk? Uh, well, uh, there's the controversy whether yeah, or not yeah. there's yeah, not. True. But Constantine, yeah. at, at worst, is forced to abdicate rather than killed. And he still comes back for a... a <laughs> little jolly. Little jolly, yeah. So this is the reign in which it now becomes a real problem. Okay. Now, unfortunately, we don't have a uh, contemporary description or a painting of Duff. Ah, uh, I love this We part. do have the Heritage Playing Card Limited artist depiction. So, Ali, can you reveal what Duff looks like on the card? Oh, certainly can. Now, let's have a little look at this. Um, oh, now this is a pose I have never seen in all time of Rex Factor. <laughs> Normally, you'll know from the playing cards that I post on Facebook, they are front-on... Now, he's hairy. I'll say that straight mm. away. It, you know, can't distinguish between head hair and beard hair. And good grief almighty if he's not striking <laughs> blue steel. <laughs> that is hand on hip, other hand on chin. Looking really intensive. Looking straight down the camera. Uh, yeah, one foot towards the camera, one out the side. Sword down the back in an unfortunate position. <laughs> long red robe. Mm. I'd say he is a quite a sneaky fellow. Hmm. I mean, it's a pose that screams out... Richard III. Or... Hmm. <laughs> yes. Hmm. He is... If you're not going blue steel, he's going... Hmm. Definitely. Or it could potentially be a... Hmm. <laughs> that's what... Uh, yeah. On, yeah, on balance, that's, that's what he's doing. Now, what colour is his hair? Dark brown compared to his f- his uncle, blonde. Or his yes. cousin. Cousin, yeah, yeah, the other side, team red. Now, um, he's got a couple of epithets. Mm-hmm. We've got Den. Why? The Vehement. Right. So we've got Duff the Vehement. Um, we've also got uh, Knee Jerk. Knee Jerk? 
No, as in uh, the black. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm glad my brain didn't go there. Knee yeah. <laughs> jerk! From, really? the, from the Latin. Yeah. So either Duff the Vehement or Duff the Black. Um, so Duff the Black sounds better. Perhaps that what, uh, that's what the artist is going for with the dark coloured hair. Or I'm still thinking this, it, it's just the, <laughs> the aura, the black, the sinister. Mm, the, sinister. Yeah. Um, also, his hair goes very nicely with his uh, his chinos or his leggings, rather his black leggings. Yeah, so. yeah. He's got the author, the um, artist there, the illustrator has definitely gone for the black. Mm. Though that is quite a royal regal flowing red robe very, he's got there. Very nice. Uh, that looks velvety. Mm. So, Duff, we know what he looks like. Um, we're going to go once again to the Chronicle of the Kings of Alba mm. for this sort of overview of what happens now, in his reign. this is the normal one. This is a normal one. This is a short written account of all the kings from Kenneth McAlpin to Kenneth II, um, who we'll come to in a couple of reigns' time. So we're nearing the end of the Chronicle of the Kings of Alba. Oh. Um, this is what it has to say. Duff, the son of Malcolm, ruled for five years. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Bishop Fossach was laid to rest. There was a battle between Duff and Cullen above Krupp Ridge, in which Duff had the victory, at which Duncan, the abbot of Dunkeld, and Dubden, the governor of Athol, both fell. Duff was driven from the throne, and Cullen held it for a short time. Donald, the son of Kellil, died. I mean, these, there's a couple of things there. <laughs> these people write with such a level of assumed knowledge that they can just <laughs> jump from one thing to the other when I'm just getting to grips with what's going on. Second of all, an abbot is yes. is is getting all fighty. Yeah, abbots are in the battle. It would appear. I mean, it's good to have numbers, but I can't imagine they, <laughs> they haven't got my best man on the job. Who have we got? We've got a vicar, an <laughs> abbot, and uh, the uh, you know the choristers said they'd get involved, but <laughs> their mums wouldn't let them out. <laughs> I suppose uh, probably in this period we'll have I don't know maybe like second sons or something rather than being the one that looks after the family maybe they become uh, so rather yeah, than it being yeah. a religious calling it's probably just a one job. of the significant jobs that yes. significant people can but do but would have been brought up as in a, in a royal household learning how to use all the weapons and whatnot. Yeah. so it's not entirely out of keeping perhaps but still a bit of a surprise part of the reason that it jumps from bit to bit is probably that actually stuff gets added to the chronicles of the kings of Alba later by sort of later medieval scholars, oh. so it may just be that they find other little snippets and just sort of put it in. Uh, so the original might have been a bit simpler, mm. and then they just pad it out right. a little bit, as as, yeah, as we ourselves <laughs> are prone to do. So to unpick uh, the rain a little bit, as we said, we've got that rivalry between the Reds and the Blues, the two yep. different strands of the family. Um, Duff um, and Cullen, apparently third cousins. One of my sources tell me. So it's, third cousins. Yeah, so it's quite distant. Yeah, I don't know my third cousin. No, but they're both descended from Kenneth McAlpin. Yeah. And Cullen, obviously, now is deciding, hey, I want to be king. Hmm. So the first time it really just falls apart a bit. Because they're too distant. Hmm. I really, yeah. However, um, it seems like they have a battle, um, 965, and Cullen loses. So Duff retains the kingship. Good tick. Well done. But then for some reason he gets kicked out, Duff. Oh yeah, and that isn't explained. It isn't explained. Um, maybe a coup d'etat by Cullen, who isn't killed in the battle. Perhaps Duff alienated the nobility. Mm. Um, perhaps the abbot of Dunkel being killed is seen as a bit of a bit bad form. <laughs> form yeah. Maybe he was just a peaceful man. Yeah. Duff just runs and goes, ha-ha! <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and his, his protestations, but he was trying to spite me with a sword, and no one believed him. <laughs> Either way, uh, he gets kicked out. Just, just said, sling your hook. Yeah. Right. Uh, we don't know who Donald, the son of Carol, is. Brilliant. Um, it's an odd way to end. You know, I guess they weren't quite as good at uh, dramatic yeah, there's no story arc there, there, is there? <laughs> Just so, suddenly, oh, and this guy died, by so, the way. Yeah, it's chi- it like a child writing at that <laughs> end. Yeah, and the bet they had pictures in that book <laughs> as well. Um, in terms of his death, mm-hmm. um, which not quite sure if it's 966 or 67, we're going to say 967, the Annals of Ulster, mm-hmm. Duff, Malcolm's son, the King of Scotland, was killed by the Scots themselves, mm. i.e. infighting, so it's yeah. an internal affair. The Chronicle of Melrose goes a little bit further. Him the treacherous nation of Moray slew. He was slain by their swords in the town of Fodders. Right. So this is the sort of the big bit on the east of Scotland. So we talked about last week. We talked about before. Moray is quite a large territory at this point. um, Probably a bit rebellious and resisted centralised Scottish rules. So this is probably east of Inverness in terms of a place name that people might recognise. Um, so perhaps he was killed in exile, having been expelled from the kingdom. He then maybe goes off to Moray, maybe tries to gain support to come back. Right, so we don't know actually if he was king when he was killed. No. Well, he probably right. wasn't king when he was killed, but he may have been trying to become king again right. and failed in the process. He may have just been abandoned to his fate mm. in hostile territory. However, John of Forden, as mm. uh, a medieval scholar, provides a slightly more colourful account Lovely. of how Duff dies. Mm. He went thither, <laughs> over there, <laughs> with many followers, and tarried a while at the town of Forres in Moray to punish diverse evildoers. Now, when he had, as usual, sent forth his columns and companies to search the wilds of mountain and wood, keeping but few men with him, he kept some of his more intimate followers as his bodyguards and watchmen by day and night. But these, as if they had nothing to fear, spent their time in games, plays, and feasting, never thinking about the king." This did not escape the notice of the wicked robbers, who, seizing an hour at the dead of night, entered the king's bedchamber, which had not been carefully bolted, and secretly snatched him away while reposing in bed, with only one servant of the bedchamber, and dragging him with them through their secret haunts, they slew him. They then put the body of the murdered king into a ditch under the shadow of a certain bridge near Kinloss, and covered it lightly with green turf, without leaving any trace at all of blood. So how was he found? Well, interesting, and you should ask. But the wonder was that from that hour forward, until it was found, no ray of sunlight gleamed within the whole kingdom. Nay, as long as it lay hidden under the bridge, continual darkness miraculously shrouded the whole land to the amazement of all. But as soon as the body was afterwards found, the sun shone forth more brightly, it seemed, than ever to reveal the crime of the traitors. That is really fleshing out. That's lovely. <laughs> that is, That's a good little yarn. That is there. well mm. fleshed out. I love the... Um, there's, I mean, yet again with these uh, fleshed out accounts, there's a lot mm. to enjoy here. I particularly like the uh, incompetent bodyguards who yeah. spend their time playing games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would, though. He's. I mean, the, the king who isn't actually the king at this point <laughs> yes. has just taken it on himself to go and do a bit of policing yeah. of people who he decided are up to no good. 
Yeah. And they think, actually, this is much more fun to have a bit of a bit yeah. of a knees up. It's a bit like, I think, in The Simpsons with Mayor Quimby's bodyguards, where he gets involved in a fight inside and goes, where are my bodyguards? <laughs> yeah. And you see outside, they're just lying on the back of yeah. the limo going, is there anything more fluffy than a cloud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm imagining, totally. Now, interestingly, in terms of the legend of the darkness, there was um, a total eclipse... I was thinking of volcano or something. Well, there's one on the 20th of July in 966, mm. and another one on the 10th of July in 967. Ah. So depending on, we aren't quite sure which year it is, but this does roughly coincide with the legend of yeah. the darkness and when he dies, etc. Yeah, but it does imply that it's found very quickly. Yes, I mean, maybe he's uh, used poetic licence to exaggerate, yeah. you know. There was a bit of dark and he went missing. For 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and nobody knew where he was. And I was like, oh, no, there he is. Yeah. Under the bridge. That, that bridge, there's turf under that bridge. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's possible that the, uh, the uh, having the murder of a king in his bed that may have been an inspiration for Shakespeare and the uh, death of Duncan in Macbeth. Oh, right. It wasn't there a Duncan about. involved in this, you said? Uh, no. Oh. No. Yeah, and yes, the Abbot of Dunkeld is called Duncan. <laughs> okay. But he's long dead by this point. And it, well, he wasn't involved in this? He is not involved. Okay. Also interesting associated with Dust's death, you may remember when we did Donald the First. Might remember. Donald wears me trousers. Um, that there was an object called Sueno's Stone. Yeah. This is a Picto-Scottish stone, which is six and a half metres tall. God, Or about 21 foot high, and it's located in Forres, which yeah. is where Duff is killed. Some have suggested that it depicts, and it's got various battle scenes and symbols mm. and all sorts of things. Some suggest it marks Kenneth McAlpin's victory over the Picts. Mm. But the alternative theory is that it could be a monument to Duff, so it depicts Duff's murder. How many, well, I, I'm going to Google and image this. I'm going <laughs> to write a note here because it's going to. It's going to be obvious, isn't it, if there's a difference between a battle scene and someone getting dragged out of bed? I don't think it depicts that. No. It just depicts a bit of sort of funny little men with spears. Right, okay. And there's a debate about what they're doing with their spears. I am writing a note. So is it Kenneth or is it Darth? Straight away I'm going to say it's Kenneth. (laughs) But I'll find out. Okay. Um, anyway, so that is the life and reign of That's Duff. it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, as I say, it's largely in terms of what we had there Mm. was just what John Fordham made up. Right. Uh, but let's see how he gets on when we review him. Battleliness! So, I mean, we do actually, despite having almost nothing at all, mm. we do at least have a victory in battle. Which one? Oh, yeah, was the Abbot going on crack? The, yeah, the crack Abbot. So, this is 965, Battle of uh, Duncrub, or Duncroft. Um, so, it's probably at sort of Strata and in Perthshire, north of Stirling. West of Perth and Schoon. Right. Stone of Schoon. The Annals of Ulster says that a battle among the men of Scotland themselves, and there were many slain, including Duncan, the abbot of Dunkeld. <laughs> so this is an important chap. Dunkeld is sort of one of the sort of most important religious right. houses in Scotland, so he must be quite an important chap. But that victory. Well, I mean, he defeats Cullen, who is trying to take over the kingship. Um, battle of an ab, uh, which claims an abbot and a mormer, or an earl. Plays it's pretty high stake stuff, but doesn't that bat- battle and the death of that abbot potentially mm. mean he just gets kicked out? Well, that's the bit we don't know. We don't quite know why he gets kicked out, but yes, there is the pyrrhic element that a year or two later he is kicked out and killed. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry, I thought it was closer to the battle than that. No, no, it's not the immediate aftermath. Mm. It's not that he's sort of standing with sword held aloft and everyone's yeah. shaking their heads and going, "No, get off." Yeah, get yeah, off. yeah. You're yeah. gone. 
like again, like a football manager who has secured a victory mm. but wasn't enough for the owners. Yeah, he's out. exactly. Yeah. Very good analogy. Thank you very much. I'm trying to think of a precise football manager, but just quite can, a Chelsea manager. Pick one. Loads of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he is ultimately defeated, which obviously counts against him. So it is rather pyrrhic victory. Um, not clear whether he was defeated in battle. Mm. or if it's just political skullduggery but nevertheless he loses his throne and doesn't get it back it's bad Is it, there's, a, there's a good victory but you can't expect points as a Chelsea manager <laughs> when you then get to def- well defeated possibly but certainly kicked out and killed mm. Mm. bad what are you going to go for three for that initial victory, mm. which we're presuming is good because he managed to kill a vicar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but three. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's tricky. There is a victory. I was going to go a bit lower, but then. Well, I was thinking does, two. Yeah, that's initially. what I was initially thinking. But I think he does deserve a bit of credit that he does win his battle. Well, one of us give him two, the other three. Okay, I'll give him a two. <laughs> I'll give him a three. So that's uh, can I give him two? Okay, you give him a two. You give him a three. I'll give him a three. (laughs) (laughs) Makes all the difference, and he gets, uh, surprisingly, whichever way around we did it, a five for Battleiness. Scandal! Well, we've got the death of the Abbot of Dunkeld at the battle. That's Um, more like it. Juicy! So he may have lost support as a result of that. Mm. It may have resulted in uh, people moving against him. It may have helped end his reign. Death of an Abbot, you know... We're An important habit. Yeah, and we're back in the sort of traditional scandal territory there. You know, when you start to push against the church, mm. whichever form, whichever yes. way. Um, <laughs> very, very literally and persistently <laughs> in this case. Um, uh, yeah, um, it's always fun. Um, On the downside, yeah. I mean, if, even to take away from that one thing, I mean, you know, to be fair the Abbot of Dunkel presumably is fighting alongside Cullen who is the um, potential usurper yeah if it's a battle it's fair game really, trying, yeah. to be fair but it's it's more the shape of things <laughs> yeah um, and you know the artist's depiction that uh, yeah oh yeah. You, yeah 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 of course does yeah. that look like a man that would kill an abbot certainly oh yeah <laughs> without question is yeah I mean he's eyeing one up now and deciding which way to slice it um <laughs> But I, um, I'm going to take my lead from the cart here, and he mm. is the two of spades, is the he? two of clubs, <laughs> the two of clubs, and I shall give him a two. Mm. Oh, no, also, I've just noticed, of course, that that is the black colour, clubs. Oh, black. yeah, yeah, yeah of course, black. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give him a two as well, I think, yeah. really, because I suspect that the Abbot of Dunkeld was just... On the battlefield. On the battlefield, well. but, mm. you know... Got to, yeah. to do something. Let the vicar have it. So that's a four for Scandal. Subjectivity. John of Forden is uh, mm. quite uh, full of praise mm. for Duff. He's sort of the um, Christopher Biggins of the literature world, <laughs> yes. isn't he? I think it's like John of Forden and Walter Bauer, the Scottish Chronicle, and I think there's kind of an overlap. I think Walter oh. Bauer adds stuff to John of Forden, so Brilliant. they're of a level, mm. basically. He was a man of dove-like simplicity towards those who loved quiet and peace, but a cruel, terrible and bloody avenger towards rebels, plunderers and thieves. He passed the years of his reign at peace with foreign nations, though the inhabitants of the north of his kingdom were molested by plunderers of their own kin, whose wickedness he had before repeatedly quelled 
by the rigors of law. I mean, it's not quite right, though, isn't it? It's, it's people. <laughs> it's it's not just the odd, the odd uh, nasty piece of work. It's someone actually challenging his reign, mm. which, sort of, in on, on subjectivity terms here, isn't looking good for the country. You wouldn't. You, no. Yeah. I mean, yes, certainly against him. We've effectively, from this point on, have a bit of not exactly civil war because the country's not really organised enough to have a civil war, but definitely dynastic conflict yeah. and lots of fighting and. This goes on for a long time, on and off, for the generations now. This is kind Blue of Blue red. And it starts under Duff, mm. which isn't great. And I am, I mean, I'm not going to let this bias me, <laughs> but I am Team Red. You are Team Red, and um, Team Blue. But it's not good. No. We haven't got any, we don't, maybe he was setting up libraries all over the place, but <laughs> we just don't have that to go on. I mean, maybe the fact that there is this legend about his death, and the body, and the sun... And all that sort of stuff, yeah. which is listed elsewhere. To show it's not just um, John of Forden, and it implies that he was loved. And if that exactly the fact that there is a legend and mm. that it's implied that it's bad, the people who killed him are seen as bad, and it's seen as an injustice that he's killed. That suggests perhaps the legend of him being a decent king. True, albeit the not evidence true. suggests. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I can really give him anything. To be honest, I mean. I'm not sure how much of John Ford and stuff I really believe. Yeah. It's not very specific, and really, yeah. the, if we have one no, important yeah. thing, we've got dynastic conflict that he fails to resolve. You swung me around a little bit with the end there. I started mm. to feel sorry. No. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to give him one. Okay. And yeah, end of. I'm going to give him zero, so that is a one mm. for subjectivity. Longevity. He's got to bring out a uh, Rex win here to even out for Team Blue. He really does, um, and I've written the wrong year there, but I can remember it. It's from the years 962 to 967 that uh, Duff rules. Another eight? Uh, well, no, so 962 to 967 is five years. Oh, yes, that's correct. Uh, which, when put into the uh, patiometer, gives him a score for longevity of 1.73. That's no good. That is not good. No. Dynasty, not the program. Well... Does he do better here? Here he does better. Oh, yes. You should have brought this out on the scandal. He really should have done. Um, he has... Oh, no, you know what? I've still, I haven't changed that one. So, actually, he doesn't do that amazingly. Oh. He has one known surviving child. Oh. That's awful. <laughs> uh, which gives him a dynastic score of 2.22. So, really, he just has to win the Rex Factor here to... Stand any chance. He's not going to do it on points. He's not. His total score is 13.96. I mean, I don't want to be a bit too football-heavy this episode, but he's not going to win the Premier League on points there. No, he's not. He's going for the FA Cup final. Exactly, yes. He's hoping for a cup run. This is, that's the second lowest score we've had thus far. Mm, yeah, but, you know, you can get clubs to do it. Cambridge City did rather well. Indeed. One thing to say about uh, Dynasty is that um, Shakespearean scholars mm. may be wondering about Duff. Uh, because in Macbeth there is a uh, character who's uh, the Thane of Fife called Macduff. Ah. Now, the Duff line does have another monarch um, at some point, but after that the family doesn't, this strand of the family doesn't um, compete right. for the throne anymore. And instead they become Mormons or earls in Fife. Right. Uh, so it's possible that the Macduff that we have uh, in, Mac- in the play Macbeth rather than being just some random guy that is yeah. made up, may actually be based on a real-life descendant of this duff. Um, but when I've seen that written, that isn't spelt quite so strangely as this. No. But it changes, and there's a Mac there. 
Mm. Which obviously would be son of or descendant yeah. of. So. Well, yeah, how many Max? Yeah. Mm, what come, come, friendly listeners? But in the here and now, does Duff have that certain something, that lasting legacy, that certain greatness that we call Rex Factor? It's no for me. I mean, the only positive thing we've got is that he defeats Cullen in the Battle for the Throne, and he is then defeated by Cullen in the Battle for the Throne. <laughs> yeah, so that cancels that out, which leaves him on a, a neutral zero. Yeah. So, uh, anything that could drag him further down? Uh, I mean, I, th- I think we should probably just let him rest underneath, <laughs> underneath this dark, Tough. turfy yeah. bridge. Uh, okay. Duff does not succeed. Gone but not forgotten, but, you know, let's not pretend the sun didn't shine for him. Exactly. Calling to an end, Duff does not have the Rex factor. So, there we go. There we go. Um, if for some bizarre reason you disagree with us, mm. uh, you can let us know. Um, if you go on to rexfactor.wordpress.com, uh, where you find various blogs supporting the podcast, you'll also find uh, a poll um, where you can say quite simply yes, no, or maybe as to whether or not Duff deserved the Rex Factor. And all our previous Scottish Kings and, and Queens, yeah. and our previous series, exactly Rex Factor, the, the English monarch. So let us know for all of the previous monarchy. All you have to do is just yes or no for each one. Yeah. And um, that'll be interesting to see later on where yeah. you agree, where you don't agree. Um, also, you can contact us on Twitter at Rex Factor Pod. Like us on Facebook. Please do. Get involved in the discussions there. Uh, and you can email us, rexfactorpodcast at hotmail.com. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to support the podcast, uh, it'd be helpful if you could leave a review on iTunes. And please subscribe. If you do use iTunes, it's really helpful. It pushes us up the uh, rankings the charts, and get more yeah, notice. People yeah. notice us. Uh, you can also become a patron of the podcast. Uh, you'll see a badge uh, and a feature on uh, rexfactor.wordpress.com. So that allows you to make a monthly donation. Which, you know, who doesn't love a monthly donation? Um, uh, not that we're chuggers. But, oh, of course. But um, goes towards covering our costs, helps us improve. We want yes, so... And sound and stuff. Yeah, if you think the sound's crummy... Yeah. Bung us a fiver, we'll buy a new microphone. Exactly. And if you do just want to make a one-off donation, you can do that on PayPal. And again, there's link links... Mm on uh, rexfactor.wordpress.com now we've had some messages from people yep. going back to earlier in the series right. uh, the Scottish uh, episodes that we've been doing mm. a few people picking up on some things firstly our original episode here Scottish backgroundy stuff oh right. yeah 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 uh, Laura Jarrett on Facebook said I just started listening listening to the Scottish backgroundy stuff episode um, and this where one of the things we talked about was the Roman walls Oh, they loved a wall. So they had Hadrian's Wall yeah. and then also the Antonine yeah. Wall, ever yeah. so slightly north of that. Um, they're constantly finding evidence of Roman soldiers in northern England and Scotland writing home for more socks because their feet were freezing. Yeah, they just insisted on the sandal. They insisted on the sandal. Um, but she sent a, a really interesting link with examples of Vindolanda tablets where they write all this stuff mm-hmm. and it's been saved. But also it's quite nice because clearly these Roman soldiers would have appreciated some of Victoria's knitting. They certainly would, wouldn't they? So she was doing it yeah. for the soldiers in the Boer War, but I think the Romans probably. That's so that that is yeah. fascinating. Imagine finding one of those because I, in I imagine the exact same thing would definitely happened in the mm. in Victoria. But the First World War, Second World War, in Afghanistan. I'm sure yeah. they were right home for sunnies, if not socks. But yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. Mm. Thanks for getting in touch. Um, in relation to Kenneth McAlpin, uh, Janie Abbott emailed. Now, one of the things that we remember with Kenneth was that um, from our Scottish Chronicon, mm. uh, it's implied that the reason he went to war with the Picts was partially because they stole one of his dogs. Oh, yeah. 
and yeah. she got a speculation on um, what kind of dog it may have been. Did I say that before? <laughs> Scotty dog. Yeah. <laughs> don't think it was. Okay. Um, now, she said, don't quote me on this, but chances are the Chronicles are actually referring to an ancient breed that went by many names, but is known today as the Scottish Deerhound. We And we have just quoted her on that, unfortunately. We have, I'm afraid. <laughs> the rarity, status and famed hunting skills associated with, associated with them have been carried on for centuries. Yeah, I've seen the deer hunt. Mm, so they're yeah. sort of hunting dogs, very sort of well-respected breeds, so it may well have been one of those, and they're quite pricey, therefore he probably would have been yeah. quite cheesed off. Um, yeah, most of the time it's like having, nicking, having his car nicked. Exactly. Mm. Someone made off of my jag. Yeah. It's a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, in relation to Constantine the First, Is this all Laura? Uh, no, this is... No, the first one was Laura, the second one was Janie. Okay. The third one is uh, Katie, uh, Kate Lloyd, at right. K. Lloyd Banks on Twitter. Um, so Constantine's first was the progenitor of the blue team. Yeah. Oh, no. Boo. <laughs> so he was the ones that was playing that cautious game of risk with the Vikings. So oh, he yeah. just kind of sat about waiting for it all yeah. to blow over. Yeah. Um, and she summed him up saying, he's basically Ethelred the Unready minus Emma. So he is somehow worse. I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> Brilliant. So well, he's I got a fan. I think she probably agreed with us that that was a yeah. no for Constantine the First. Um, so she said, send in your messages. We'd love to hear from you. But for now, that's it from me. And that's it from me. Cheerio.